Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so look, we've been waiting for a long time on Aaron Rodgers news. We haven't gotten it, but we did know that t- this was the moment, you know, 5 o'clock on the East Coast, and uh, Rob Manfred is getting ready to address the media. So we'll bring, we'll, we'll si- circle back and bring away. said, basically, uh, the start of the baseball season is very, very much in doubt. It's likely to be delayed. We were told it would be yet last night was the deadline. They pushed it back to today uh, at 5 o'clock Eastern. There was some momentum, and that momentum has gone away as the owners finally did a uh, best and final, which is the way of saying last and final. And the players said, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Did I miss anything, Bayer? Is that is that an easy without going into the back and forth over what they're actually disputing and, you know, people pretend to care. But I, I believe the biggest uh, the biggest gap between the two sides is the luxury tax threshold, which the players want the luxury tax in the 240s and 250, 240, 250 million and up. The owners are like at 220 million and it's kind of flat and it's like a five or six year deal. I, th- I think I have that one all. I think that's where th- that one is. Okay, good. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. We did a bit. Was it last week, Jay Stu? Because Jay Stu came up with the bit. I'm just, I'm not going to lie to you. Like Jason Stewart came up with the bit. I was thinking of a bit last night. Uh, I'm going to do a podcast with Richard Pitino. He's the head coach in New Mexico. I called their game last night a close loss. Lost by three to uh, Fresno State's his first year at New Mexico. But I was trying to explain to a friend of mine, like, okay, Jamal Mashburn Jr. plays for Richard Pitino. Richard Pitino is Rick Pitino's son. Jamal Mashburn is Jamal Mashburn Jr.'s dad. Jamal Mashburn played for Rick Pitino. Like, that's that whole thing is cool and weird all at once, right? So I was I was... Uh, and, and what happens is you inevitably get into the, well, Jamal Mashburn, how good would he be today, right? Because he could guard four positions. He could play a small ball four, maybe even a small ball five. And he could do, right? So we start to get into the, and this is, so we did a week ago, we did the Mount Rushmore of sports radio. Uh, it was the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of lazy, unimaginative uh, radio segments, topics. Now, now, my former producer, Adam Klug, he likes to call it survey radio, right? Yeah, That's when you I go. I like that. Yeah. Okay, survey radio. It, it's you know. a topic that you know will get a ton of calls. So yes. that that's why it's lazy, is that you throw a topic out, you take calls for the next hour, and, and you've cashed your check. Right. And there's and there, there are people in our business uh, who take calls. Uh, very, very rarely I'll take them. When I feel like we need to hear from you, but generally, like, yeah, no, 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 thanks. Um, so we did the the topics that we had were were the survey radio, lazy sports radio topics. Were generally which ones? 
Uh, Ramos said, uh, if you're going to start a team today, uh, what quarterback do you start with? That's that's mm-hmm. a good one. Uh, really sports good one. movies is always a good one. I know one. one of the show's producers said uh, spelling bee. <laughs> yeah. That's that- how I was referred to <laughs> in, in, in the article. Hey. One of the show's producers. We have three of them, Doug. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Three producers yeah. on the Luke, show. Yes. Could yes. transcribe the whole article, but they couldn't <laughs> figure out what my name was. And of course, Dan Doug's. Byer, <laughs> who's not a producer. Jeez. Buyer He's beware. Host of a show, and he yes. Anyway, um, sorry. Go ahead. And your your contribution uh, of the worst team in a pro sport would they lose to the best team of the college sport? <laughs> like that's a great one too. Yeah. Right, right. That, that's like an all timer. Like would you know? Would Gonzaga beat last year or Baylor last year? Would they beat? Who was the worst team in the NBA last year? Oh boy. Um, was it, well, it was the Pistons, who's, who's right? really bad. Detroit. The Pistons had the number one pick. I don't know if they had the they had the most losses. Yeah. But what was your? You said you you had thought of a bit because you know tomorrow we got the midway again. That's that's the segment. I, I'd love for, to have a bit. Did you when you were talking about Mashburn and Patino? Was there a bit in there that you were thinking of, like a six degrees like a of separation? There was, there was like a who's on first thing too. I also wanted to do a bit about the guy who. I mean, this is where I like. I wish it was like Saturday Night Live. I want to do a bit about the guy who, you know, has been working for months on the perfect design of a new mask, right? And they just came in today. (laughs) (laughs) And the mask followed. And, like, nobody has to wear a mask anymore. Or soon you won't have to wear a mask anymore. You're like, listen, I've been working on this design for these all-new masks. It's got our logo on it. You know, it's got an NFT on it. You throw in, like, all the different, like, you can buy it with Bitcoin, like all these different things, and like, yeah, hey Jim, nobody has to wear masks anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's anyway. So the bit we did though works for this one because one of the all-time bad sports radio topics is uh, how would this generation fare in previous generations, and how would previous generations fare in this generation? Right? How many home runs would Babe Ruth have if he played today? <laughs> Michael Jordan wouldn't be as good because he didn't shoot three pointers well. Like. If you think Brooke Lopez can learn to shoot threes, why can't Michael Jordan learn to shoot threes? <laughs> right? I mean, so these are <laughs> insane arguments. It's one of the reasons I generally, in basketball, I, I, I don't use arguments, for the most part, of somebody I didn't see play. Like, my knowledge of Will Chamberlain is uh, enough from video and other things, but also, like, my dad was a... High school became uh, was a high school became college coach and sometime professional coach and his opinion of Will Chamberlain kind of shaped mine. Why? Because he was of the right age, like he was in his uh, late twenties and early thirties when Wilt was in his prime, and he was a coach at the time. He has his opinion of well, you, whether it's correct or not, his perspective because I didn't see it. It's all secondhand information. Charles Oakley, though, of course, gave us sports radio fodder when he said this about Giannis on the No Pump Fake podcast. Uh, let's let's get to that uh, No Pump Fake podcast. Ramos, you got it for me. Here we go. Let, let's. This is okay. We're having a little having a little issue. Uh, ha- having a little issue. It. Uh, by the way, if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Okay, here is Charles Oakley 
talking about Giannis. He wouldn't have been a force back in the days. He would have struggled because they would make him two jump shots. And, and he, you know, it, it, he wasn't going to be doing no you up to the basket like he's doing. You'll step to the basket and just get laid up. No, somebody's going to knock his head off. I'm, go, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing now, but he definitely wouldn't have. He'd come off the bench back in the days. He'd be coming off the bench back in the days. Nothing like the old head, Charles Oakley, the tough guy saying back in the day. Here's Isaiah Thomas's response to Oak's take. Giannis is today's Ralph Sampson. And all these guys talking about what well, Giannis couldn't play and all that. Dude, Giannis going around Oakley, Giannis going around all them. He dunking on them. He letting them. He bigger. He faster. He stronger. You can talk all that stuff because you don't play no more. You can talk all that stuff because you got gray hair and you sitting on the sidelines smoking cigars about what you used to do. That dude would dog you Every single time y'all stepped on the court. Now, you may hit him hard. Okay, all right. After you hit him hard, you ain't got no game. Well, look, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. And I do, I actually, for the most part, agree with Isaiah Thomas, right? And let's remember that Charles Oakley, who was a good player. I mean, Charles Oakley was a good player and enforcer. He, he plays a position which is no longer needed. That's it. He's a, he's a uh, no longer needed. Power forwards really don't exist. If you can't play small ball five, you know, and he's and you can't shoot threes and handle, then and you can't guard point guards on switches and play small ball five, then you can't play. Charles Oakley would have no home. But like, let's not act like Charles Barkley was a perennial all star. Giannis is a two time MVP. This is the question about LeBron and Giannis because. They get, they get to go downhill. You can't hand check them. You can't arm bar them. There's only one, if anybody, in the lane, whereas there used to be two defenders in the lane. Oakley's not wrong in that it would be a lot more difficult to get to the rim, a lot more difficult. And you would play a very different style in a very different position. But if, if I give you that he would struggle some offensively because of the ability to put your hands on guys and not let them go downhill and drive around you, wouldn't that make both Giannis and LeBron way better defensive players? Both those guys are incredibly strong, incredibly athletic, and could guard uh, you know, Giannis five, LeBron four positions. Think about what he could do, you know, what he did to, to uh, Derrick Rose back in the day. Imagine now if he can hand check guys. Uh, and the other part to it is Charles Oakley would have no place to play. He would go. He would not be in the NBA today unless he made himself into P.J. Tucker, which he was not. He would not be in the NBA today. So it does work both ways, which only means what are we doing comparing eras, especially guys that got done playing 25 years ago. All right, we got breaking news uh, plus an update. On, let's let's get to the breaking news first here, Dan Byer. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Doug, Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred has confirmed that they will cancel games to start the regular season after no agreement was made on a new CBA between baseball's owners and the Major League Baseball Players Association. Manfred saying the first two series of the regular season have been canceled. Um, is it funny to – can you help me buy her with a tweet? Well, what do you need, Doug? Like some some way of saying cancel culture in baseball, right? Oh, let's Bringing see. Bringing in the cancel mm. culture thing. Right. 
Uh, cancel culture has now struck baseball. What, what do we think? Just Jay <laughs> Stewart. Yeah, that works. Jay Stewart, do you like that one? Or is that too, is that, what do the kids say, cringe? Is it too cringe? What do you think, Jay Stu? I mean, Dan's very good at these quippy things. I would lean on him for these this like last second idea. But uh, let me see if I can come up with something. But uh, yeah, we got a lot to get to, so let's let's do it. Uh, Byer, are you okay with that, or do you want to rethink during the break? No, Byer? I like that. I've yeah, I've we've got a lot on our plate breaking down what Manfred's saying right now. So okay, so yeah. we'll get you what Manfred's saying plus an update on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, from the Indianapolis Combine. All that coming up next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Got to be uh, checking out the latest lines in the world of sports. Better Sportsbook. Better versus the trust name in online sports betting. Must be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, all right, we're going to take you to Indy first. <laughs> then uh, we'll get you an update on Major League Baseball, which now is, I guess, officially in a lockout. Is that right? John Paul Morosi in a second. First, let me take you to Indy, okay? Uh, Brandon Cristal from KOA in Colorado is also our Fox Sports Radio Combine correspondent. Now, so here's kind of the way it works, right? The Combine, are the guys running in short shorts and lifting weights and the interviews, those important? Yeah, sort of. But really, it's a... It's a place to where all the NFL types sit around and kibitz and talk about the league. Uh, Brandon, um, what's what's the buzz around Indy in regards to Aaron Rodgers? So it's interesting, Doug. When I landed, the sense I got talking to a couple people that I didn't feel were that connected, uh, but at least had a sense of what was going on, was that they think Aaron Rodgers is staying. But then I talked to a couple people that I that I not only trust, I know have have pretty good connections to Aaron Rodgers and people near Aaron Rodgers, and they think that it's really a 50-50 proposition, that he has not made up his mind yet. You know, I ran into a couple Packers coaches last night, and they were certainly putting on a brave face, but I think that's just because they're hopeful he's going to be there. They know they can't control it, and if they get him for another year or two or whatever, they'll get another run at at an NFC title game and and hopefully for them a Super Bowl. But the the people that I talked to, in, in fact, just in the last couple hours, the the true sense I get is that Aaron Rodgers is conflicted and hasn't made up his mind, and that it, that even the report about wanting to be the highest-paid player, why well, I think that will likely come, that's not driving any of this. It's where does he want to spend his last couple of years in the NFL. Okay, so uh, you work in Denver. You're totally tied into that organization. What is their plan B if Aaron Rodgers is their plan A? I don't think their plan B is anything that they feel good about. I think there's people in the building that would love Russell Wilson. Why wouldn't you, right? That guy's likely going to be wearing a gold jacket too, first ballot. But he doesn't appear to be available yet. Then you go to guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, Marcus Mariota. Could they win with those guys? Perhaps, because they really like their roster. And, you know, you, you mentioned Bet Rivers. If I had to go lay, lay down some of your money at Bet Rivers, Doug, I would bet that Drew Locke is the starter. Do I feel like that's a plan A, B, or even C? No, but I don't know if they're going to love any of these these young QBs. The Broncos are meeting with all of them tonight. They saw them all at the Senior Bowl and, and met with them, at least in passing there, but they're going to talk to Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett and Carson Strong and, and Sam Howell and, and Matt Corral. If they don't trade up to get one of those guys and they just grab them at nine, then you know they didn't really love them. They just want to bring in some more competition and hope that they hit. But I don't know if, they're, if they have a good plan B after Rodgers. Yeah, how do they – I mean, I think that's the big question is how, how do you intend to compete in that division if you don't have a big-time quarterback when everybody else does? 
you're absolutely right. I was with some of the Chargers coaches last night too, and I was like, and one of them is, is new to the staff, and I said, look, dude, you have a guy that can win every Sunday and can just like Joe Burrow likely get you into a Super Bowl sooner than later. The Broncos are hoping that they that they can get there, but Josh McDaniels thinks Derek Carr. We've seen him make all the throws. He can get the Raiders there, and we obviously know what 15 can do, and that guy's going to be a problem for everybody in the FC West for a long time. So Nathaniel Hackett may be the best coach this side of Bill Belichick, but if it's likely Drew Locke or a rookie or even a Jimmy G, you've got the fourth-best quarterback in the league certainly going into the year and likely for years to come. Brennan Cristal, of course, he's our Fox Sports Radio um, Combine correspondent. Aaron Rodgers still conflicted, although the Packers guy is putting on the happy face. BK, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Uh, I was going to invite you to the Rockies opening day, but I guess uh, another time. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's check in with John Paul Morosi, um, who what's amazing about J- John Paul is it's – it's not just that you're good at what you do. You're fully invested in the sport. I mean, last night I was up late right? I drove home from Fresno to Orange County. That's a three and a half hour drive. And when I pulled into my driveway, it was 1 a.m. I was looking at my phone and all the all the guys that tweet about baseball said they're going to take a break for the night. But it, there's positive momentum. What went wrong today? Well, Doug, uh, it is a tough day for baseball, no question about it. And, and I, I think there was a difference of opinion, perhaps, between MLB and the union about just how close they were last night, how much progress was made. Clearly, MLB made a, a proposal that basically addressed three things that have been talked about a lot. So let's focus on the three key issues. One is the minimum salary in MLB, which uh, basically MLB split the difference between where the union was and where MLB had been with a $700,000 minimum salary. I, I believe that part of the deal was probably acceptable to the players. Okay, but so the, the players, part- for, well, on, real quick, before last collective bargaining agreement, the minimum salary for a player was what? It was, the, the most recent one was around the $575,000 range. Okay, so that's a, a substantial, it's a 33% Right. Uh, 33% increase. That's largest, substantial. Large, right. Largest per, uh, in real dollars, obviously not adjusted for inflation and some other contextual things there, but largest year-over-year minimum salary increase ever, which is what that, what that would have been. Now, the other two issues that I think are probably the thornier ones that are going to continue to be talked about in the days to come, the CBT threshold for the competitive balance tax. Uh, the sides were about $18 million apart on that number, which is the union would call it a soft cap. MLB calls it a key mechanism to, to uh, ensure competitive balance, if you will, and not allow the Yankees and Dodgers to spend by orders of magnitude more than the smaller market teams do. Uh, they're about $18 million apart on what the starting upper bound should be. MLB offered $220, $220 million. Uh, the union wants 238 the other key thing, and this I think might be the harder thing to rectify, is the $55 million difference between the $30 million that MLB has offered in the pre-arbitration bonus pool and the $85 million the union is requesting. This is a new feature of the CBA. And so it's not as though this is something that has been 
bargained before where there's a natural place to split the difference. It's new money that MLB has put into the agreement to address the union's concerns over what the zero to three year service players are making. And that's where I think in so many ways, Doug, this is the most challenging thing to to bargain over because it's never existed before. And so we don't know what a natural midpoint is. The union wants this. They want it to be as big as possible. MLB says, well, we just put this in here for you. <laughs> it didn't already exist. This is effectively uh, found money, if you will, for you. And so how can we bargain something that never existed before? That, I think, Doug, from a philosophical standpoint, might be one of the harder things to get at. But that's, those are your three key issues. Minimum salary, I think, close to agreement there, but larger gaps there on the CBT threshold and the zero to three year player service uh, pool, a bonus pool for those players that achieve extraordinary things in those first few years of their career yeah no I mean, it, it's really it, it's fascinating there like you got this massive bonus pool so they can keep those rookie salaries where they are and this is a way of of supporting those guys so you don't see kind of the standoffs for the the that second contract before the they become arbitration eligible right okay so like manfred canceled the first two weeks of the season because they did set the deadline but we've all been in negotiations before Best and final and last and final doesn't actually mean that. Is there any hope of saving it in the short term? So opening day is now lost. Uh, the, the first two series of the season have been canceled. That, that is, so that is not going to happen, uh, whatever the end, the end result of, of games, whether that means now you take 162 minus 6, okay, it's 156 right now. That, that's what you've got. And the commissioner made clear today that he is not going to be paying. The clubs are not going to pay the players for games that don't happen. So uh, we're now at this, at this cycle where every week that's lost is now a week's worth of pay, Loss for the players, weeks worth of revenue loss for the teams. Uh, that is where they are in this in this sort of brinksmanship that's been going on. It's now costing both sides real economic dollars, regular season dollars. Um, the commissioner talked about the hope that perhaps they can resume negotiations on on Thursday uh, later on this week. The, the thing is, Doug, and this is where it's it's unique. It's really a question of which side can tolerate losses at at which sort of magnitude there's there is no third party that's going to swoop in mlb has already offered uh, the notion of a of a, an arbitrator uh, or a third party mediator that's been rejected by the union the facts are the facts the the compromise points are what they could be but very little is going to materially change here. This offer that MLB presented uh, was portrayed by some as a last and best offer. The commissioner said that there's always some wiggle room. Okay, well, we're about to find out where that wiggle room is. And in the meantime, every day lost is a, is a, a game of the season lost, is real revenue loss. So to me, Doug, I, I do expect there's going to be more urgency. I don't think it's a given that we're going to lose the entire month of April, but clearly MLB is prepared to do that. And uh, their offer, I, I think MLB's offer from where I sit was, was comprehensive in a lot of ways. It addressed uh, a lot of the players' concerns and moved things in, in, in MLB, the MLBPA's direction. It was not 
an offer of profound urgency or desperation. That, that MLB has not reached that point. It was it was an offer which with which they were comfortable. They did not go well above their means to to do everything possible to save opening day. This was not a moment of desperation. The players themselves, Doug, they didn't seem desperate either. So we see at what point in time in the process do we see a greater sign of desperation? Clearly, both sides were able to stomach the loss of opening day. And my colleague at MLB Network, Joel Sherman, has said this, and I can't really rectify the reality that this could happen, that we might have a 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's debut in the middle of April with no games going on. We, we it, might. Is, it is unconscionable, Doug, that we're, that we're at that spot, that that sort of milestone for our country would pass without games happening because of labor issues. Do we lose Doug, that as team? we speak Are today. There? Okay, so how, how long can the players wait? Right. The, the owners, this is about it's more than about just the baseball teams and that they're billionaires and they could sustain the losses. Remember, it hurts the it hurts the 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 partners with TV, the, the local sure. TV uh, stuff. It, it hurts them across the board, but they do have much deeper pockets if they're not making money on their baseball team. What about the players? How long can they wait? Well, and that's the great question, Doug, and that's what we don't know. Uh, there certainly have, there has been uh, reserves, obviously paid uh, for the players that are on the forty-man roster. Uh, there has been a, a, a work stoppage fund, if you will, uh, created by the union to support those players in in the meantime. But. Doug, the players I keep thinking about are those who maybe they had their careers delayed by the onset of the pandemic with, with the way things went in 2020 from a standpoint of not having a minor league season then. And then you go to 2021, there were still some interruptions there. And now this year, a work stoppage. There, there are a lot of players, Doug, whose careers, because of circumstances far outside their control, have never really gotten their careers going. And, and so I think for those players – there's probably a lot more desperation than for a lot of the veterans who have made a lot of money over a long period of time. And I think that's where, I think Tom Verducci mentioned this statistic yesterday, about 61% of players last year made under a million dollars. So it's not the dichotomy millionaires versus billionaires. It's not entirely accurate because there's a lot of players who have not gotten to that point yet. And and the, their concerns right now, I think that the anxiety for them is real. And uh, at what point in time do their concerns begin to filter up to the leadership of their teams to say to the to the union leaders on their club, listen, we got to sign this deal because I've got a baby due next month. I've got bills to pay. There's a lot of real life stuff happening there, Doug. That I think um, is 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 only going to become more significant and more severe as this process goes on. Um, best guess: When do we have baseball? Uh, Doug, it's. It's a great question. I, I hazard to guess, uh, but I, I do say this. I think based on today's result and how entrenched both sides are, it's, it's a very real possibility that we don't see regular season games until 
the first of May, unless unless there is a unless there is a real concerted effort with some momentum and maybe a change in, in paradigm or approach. There has to be uh, some more urgency here because at the moment, the way things are going, the, the the break that will now likely happen at least for a day or two before they get back and start bargaining, these problems are all going to be there when they start talking again, Doug. And so I, I think we as baseball fans, as much as we all love the game, should prepare to perhaps be without it for at least April, and, and let's hope it's not much longer than that. John Paul Morosi, Fox Sports Radio, MLB Insider. JP, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, no, we're not going to talk Michigan hoops, but we appreciate you being our guest. <laughs> All right, Doug. That is a separate conversation for another day, my friend. No question. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful. U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Could a former top three pick be on the trading block in the NFL? That part of the press next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we'd like to get you updated on as many stories as possible. We do it by getting to the press. The press. Dan, what do you got? Doug, we've got news from Major League Baseball. This was Commissioner Rob Manfred just a few moments ago talking about not only how Major League Baseball would not have the first two series of the 2022 regular season to be played, but also on how it wasn't necessarily a take-it-or-leave-it offer. Let me do it again. Here's Rob Manfred saying it wasn't a take-it-or-leave-it offer. We never used the phrase last best and final offer with the union. We said to them that it was our best offer prior to the deadline to cancel games. Our negotiations are deadlocked right now. That's different than using the legal term impasse, and I'm not going to do that. That was the commish just a few minutes ago. It's over, Johnny. It's, it's over, over. Johnny. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Um... Yeah, that's fascinating, right? Mm. I mean, truly, truly, truly interesting mm. that we didn't we didn't use that last and best and final sort of stuff. That wasn't that wasn't us, huh? Huh? Um, look, I I I mean, I I think that he's trying to be very matter of fact. Remember, he's a labor lawyer at heart. That's how he cut his teeth. So this. Like, let's just be real here. This is kind of his wheelhouse. Maybe communicating um, what's going on and why it's going on is not his strength, but the actual negotiations itself are his strength. I will choose what side I'm on, depending on who's holding a press conference indoors or outdoors. So it's like the the pregame or the shoot-around NBA press conferences, Doug, where there are 800 basketballs bouncing in the background. At least Major League Baseball could have done this indoors or at least have a roof so the uh, wind wouldn't be blowing everywhere. Come on, 15-yard penalty. Personal foul. Yeah, personal foul, Rob Manfred and your media conglomerates. All right, let's talking, uh, talk about the NFL. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers talking on a short-term deal, according to the NFL Network. If Rodgers decides that he wants to come back to Green Bay in 2022, the deal would give Rodgers the highest annual salary in the NFL. Hey, wow. mm. just the facts, bro. Um, 
Look, I've often thought that the best way to make everybody happier is to make them mo- give them money. I think if you also find a way to empower him and say, hey, man, let's find a way to make you a little bit more money, get you locked up for a couple years and create some cap space for Devontae Adams so you can feel responsible for bringing Devontae back. I think that works as well. That, that, that's how I would proceed if I was the Packers. I really wanted him back. I just came out of a, a 12-day cleanse. <laughs> a little longer drop than usual from uh, from one Aaron Rodgers. Uh, more news from the NFL. Giants GM Joe Shane taking the mic today to talk about a lot of things, including Daniel Jones saying right now Jones is their quarterback, quote, right now, end quote, and also saying that they are open to anything when asked if they'd be willing to trade running back Saquon Barkley. Oh. Mm. So Saquon's the guy who's the isn't that isn't that fascinating, right? Like you, I thought that was the mistake in that pick a long time ago. I was stunned by it. He took a running back that high. Then of course, tragically, he got hurt. But uh, that's that's fascinating to see if Saquon Barkley could be moved. Yeah the the other part about that was it was a Giants Jets two three pick, and for the criticism that the Giants got for taking Barkley, one of the one of the reasons was you're, even if Saquon Barkley works out, you're going to have him for eight years, where you're going to have your franchise quarterback and Sam Darnold for for a decade and a half. Eight. And in the end, it was Saquon Barkley who actually outlasted Sam Darnold in New York. Crazy to think. Quentin Nelson probably should have been the uh, the pick of the Giants. Dave Gettleman at the time said, "We want a Hall of Fame player." Yeah. Injuries have you know have been something Barkley's dealing with, but yep. but still. Speaking of injuries, Jimmy Garoppolo has that shoulder injury, and now ESPN reports that that surgery could sideline him until the summer. With a growing injury. No, a shoulder injury, Terry Bradshaw. Wait, what does to the summer have any, like, I, I mean, I guess it's for if they trade him in terms yes. of passing a physical? Correct. And what team's going to want Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Stop me if you heard this before, but Jimmy Garoppolo's injured? Is that what you're telling me? Jimmy G. Jimmy G, he gets hurt a lot. <laughs> Buccaneers. No, you heard John Ramos like that one. That got yeah. an on-air laugh huh. from John. Totally. Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians saying the team wouldn't be willing to accommodate Tom Brady if the quarterback wanted to unretire and play for another team. Arians saying that the move would be bad business. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that—that's the old. I'll retire so I get to a different team. Nobody's gonna, gonna completely do that. Uh, I don't see Tom Brady coming out of retirement, but if they do, and he wants to go play for the Niners or something like that, I'm sure a deal will be worked out, and it'll be frankly above the pay grade of Bruce Arians. I wish, I wish you would have said it would be bad medicine, so then we could talk about Bon Jovi for a while. Yeah. Bad medicine is what I love. <laughs> up. That's pretty Your cool. love is like bad medicine. <laughs> right. Uh, my, 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 my voice is like bad medicine. <laughs> uh, uh, Jason Light uh, left the door open for Tom Brady to come back to Tampa, by the way. With a Tom Brady, you never, I personally never want to completely close the door. Now, I don't have any information that suggests that he is going to come back. I mean, I'm very good friends with him. We talk. We don't. We haven't talked about that. I don't want to apply any pressure. But um, in that regard, right now, but he's, uh, you know, he's Tom Brady. If a Tom Brady wants to come back, we'd welcome him back. 
Do you think they are good friends, or do you think Light just no. thinks that? Yeah. I think Light thinks they're really good friends. Yeah. Right. I think Tom Brady is a who dis. Right. It's one of my best friends. <laughs> Tom one of my best friends. He's one. Uh, what? Why don't you text him? Like, I don't have a cell phone number. <laughs> That's got to be the worst to think someone's like your really good friend and they're not really that. That's got to feel bad. Remember when uh, John's friend Sean McVay was with us at the uh, training camp? John was able to get a picture. You get a picture of Sean McVay? I didn't. I took a oh. picture of him and Doug. Oh, okay. Yeah, Just but as not good. me personally. Cliff Kingsbury talking about Kyler Murray. All of our long-term term goal here is to have Kyler be our, our quarterback, and he understands that, and he understands my view of him and, and how I feel about him. And But it's all part of the business right now and, and things that we're continuing to work through. Zero. That a day after Murray's agent released that statement. Zero. The cards weren't doing enough on a contract extension. Zero. Yeah, both want a contract extension. Both have the same agent, and both are, you know, they were leaking things to Schefter and to no avail. Now they're just putting stuff out there on their own. I thought Murray's logo was a QR code. I tried to scan it. It was. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen, could not decipher. Me, I, I found what out I could was. order the Bloomin' Onion as well. I was, I was, <laughs> my goodness! Like I love logos and designs and stuff like that, but I'm trying to figure. Okay, like, that's the ant. There's the one. This is trying to be a K. All right. right. Uh, things are not okay if you okay. are Carson Wentz, Chris okay. Ballard, the Colts GM. Another another rave review. As we sit down and work through what. Whether Carson's the long-term best answer or not is the best way I can put it. We're not there yet. I'm not there yet. And that's something that we'll talk about as a group and move forward. And whatever decision we make will be the best one for us. There's the dreaded vote of confidence, and then there's the dreaded vote of no confidence. Hasta la vista. And that's what Carson once got today. That's the combine in a nutshell. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, The press is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you, HustlerTurf.com. I don't know why the Mavericks are only favored by four, but load up on the Mavericks. We got no Major League Baseball season for the first two series. Did you really pay attention to those anyway? This is Doug Gottlieb show.